Bev's Video Kingdom is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by Herpy Be Gone Lip Makeup. <laughs> You're a touring musician about to head back out on the road again. You're ready to meet that special someone, or many special someones, in strange exotic places like Des Moines or Cleveland. <laughs> but you spent too much time smooching on some of those strange big bottoms on the last tour, and now you got a case of the lip tingles. <laughs> you just know that the groupie of your dreams is going to be standing right in front of you, wanting that armadillo in your trousers. But when she looks up, instead of seeing that sweet, smooth pucker of yours, she'll be staring smack dab into a herpy hell hole. Well, don't you fret, my friend. The folks here at Herpy Be Gone Lip Makeup got you covered. Literally. Our specially formulated product will hide every blister, crack, and crusty on the herpified yapper of yours. Your new friend will have no idea where you've been, and she'll be aching to lick your love pump before you play your first encore. But don't just take my word for it. Here's a testimonial from an anonymous rock star. Herpy Be Gone Lip Makeup. It hides my lip herpes. It's great. There you have it. Herpy be gone, lip makeup. It's like camouflage for your cake hole. How, how did they get John Paul Jones for that commercial? That's amazing. I thought that was Mick Jagger. It's an anonymous rock star, guys. Oh, why didn't he want to be known? Aren't we, like, famous enough? He's got herpes. Oh, yeah. Who the hell put me in charge of this shit? <laughs> oh, this might be a bad idea. Dude, one official episode, and we're just like, fuck it, take the reins. Throw them in. Just go Scot- for it. Scotch back, rolling in here, and just, <laughs> t- just like, sure, I'll do it. I'll do an episode. Why, Why not? not? I, you know? Yeah. Sink or swim. Do it, Sink buddy. Sink or swim. Yeah. So uh, welcome, everyone, to uh, Bev's Video Kingdom. I am Scotch, and uh, I'll be your host. They officially added me as an official member for the last episode, we were talking about it, and they said, are you ready to pick some movies? And I was instantly like, yeah. He's all, like, well, I'm glad you asked. And then he pulled out a, a ream of paper that <laughs> fell to the floor like, like, like a Christmas Unrolled list. and unrolled. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was kind of obscene. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You guys said, well, you got any ideas? I said, Spinal Tap. That was the first thing I thought of. And so that will be the first movie. We're going to be, we're here discussing the cult classic, This is Spinal Tap. Wait, do you, do you play music? Um, I, I, I do. You dabble? Um, I dabble. I've seen him play before. In this. Yeah. It's in your brother's band, I see. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. Um, so this is Nate, by the way. In case I, I, There's been some requests to you know, identify, identify yourself. I'm, this is Nate. Yes. I'm Brad. I'm Brad. And we've got Scotch. Brad, you've got your, your, bra- your usually tight braids. Braided mullet is like free and wild tonight i'm letting it flow man it's you know it's it's harvest season there's dust in the air and i'm like i don't know yeah we're out here on the old in the outdoor studio and it is it is almond dusty yeah i i just figured we're talking about you know a very music 
you know, centric movie, and I thought he's got his Kenny G lock going. Oh, he back does have Kenny G. <laughs> he's got G some flow. Kenny G flowing you know, big time. So Scott rolls in because it's like 175 degrees out here, and so Scott's like, I was hot last week, so I bought these really quiet fans. So he brought these like fans that pack down to the size of like a like a CD, and they pop, they like expand into these really cool tall fans, and so I have this incredible urge right now to point one at Brad and let his hair fly oh, like Fabio. Yeah. <laughs> get it going. It would be well, so good. We, I, how do we, we a photo shoot? That? If we do a photo shoot, we definitely got the little. You got to whip your hair around sure, and stuff. Yeah. God, let it flow. God, you're pretty. Okay, love it. Uh, so good. So, um, and you're not hearing one voice yet. Um, across the table should be Zach, but he is tardy, and he's an asshole for being tardy to my first. I feel like we show. should figure out what are all the things we. No, I just say everything to his face. I was going to try to decide what I don't say to him when he's. Here, <laughs> I know we will just say whatever we want yeah, to say. So I'm going to save all that shit to him. Yeah, to just berate him when he shows up. I, I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah, so he will be here. So don't if anybody's sitting there worried because they don't hear Zach, he'll be here. But yeah, so we are going to jump into this thing. This is Spinal Tap. This movie is very important to me. I've seen it dozens and dozens of times. Rob Reiner directed this film back in 1984, and it was a small budget, and it really didn't do very well at all. It was like I think it made like four point seven million dollars or something. It, it almost it basically almost doubled its money, which I mean. Well, yeah, I mean, if I did something and I doubled my money on it, I'd be pretty stoked. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want. I want a. I want a roulette on red once for five dollars, and I was. Yeah, I, you were I, fired I, up. Ten dollars. You are a winner. That's right. In that I case. doubled my money. Yeah, you yeah, won. They they bet on on all black and they won. I wonder how much they actually clear for four. Like, so they double their money, so that means they made like two point two million or something, right? Well, yeah, but of course there's advertising. That's what I'm saying. They probably made yeah. like seventeen dollars. Yeah, they didn't make much, but this the way I saw this movie. I know I didn't see it in the theater. I know you guys say I'm old as fuck, which I am older than you. It's, not, it's just a fact. Right? I didn't see this in the it's theater. Not Came out in 1984. You're like, fuck that. I'm going to see Jedi. <laughs> right. <laughs> so just like most of everybody else that's probably listening to this, I saw this on VHS. I remember the first time I watched it just thinking this is one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. It, because I am a musician, I, I've played music ever since I was in fifth grade, and it gave you kind of a, it gives you a glimpse of... What it's like to be on the road, even though it's not exactly a successful tour that they're on <laughs> at all. It's still cool to just see the world, see them interacting and, and see how it all works. And then just the endless one-liners and the situations. And, I mean, I've basically traded lines with my friends about this movie my entire life. So I'm very excited to see what you guys say about it. I know Brad has seen it a few times, and then Nate... You hadn't seen it in a long time, so let's. Start I'm with not you. sure I'd ever seen it all the way through. Okay. If I had, it was I forgot most of it. Um, so, so funny enough, my 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 best relationship to this, my my most positive relationship to this movie prior was that occasionally I'll take Brad and my other buddy Arjuna fishing, and the two <laughs> of them right. will just constantly quote this movie on the back of the boat, and they're as funny quoting this movie as the movie itself. Like you know, I I, I so I, so so I'll say. It is a highly quotable movie mm -hmm. based on people quoting the movie in funny ways to me. So that said, I don't I mean, I don't like that pause. I I don't love it. Hmm. Like I, I it's not it's not it's not and and I'm 
I don't mean to pick on this movie in particular. I'm not even. Let me let me be really clear. I'm choosing my words carefully. I don't think it's a bad movie. It's probably fucking genius. It's just not my kind of movie. Okay. And it's not my kind of movie in mostly one particular way, which is, I think it's sort of a British brand of like dry humor that I just like usually don't get on board for. And so, like for example, I like I, I it's not that I don't recognize that it's funny or that I get some laughs out of it. But for whatever reason, same with Best in Show, same with Mighty Wind. Like, so you're not a fan of those movies? Either? No, not really. I mean, I'm not saying I don't. I'm not saying like I dislike them, and I'm not even saying I don't see the like the funny in them. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't tickle my funny bone. On the other hand, I laughed hysterically two nights ago watching Jackass Forever. <laughs> As so you I, should. I, so you As know, you should. I, I don't know yeah. what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you about my poor t- taste in, in movies and humor. But I, I don't. I, I, I think it's. I mean, I get what they're doing. I think uh-huh. it's. There's lots of funny lines. Lots of times I chuckle, but like it. I don't. I, it's. I don't find myself just laughing hysterically. And I'm a story guy. Like I, I watch movies because I want someone to tell me a compelling story about characters that I come right. to care about. Well, and there is zero story in this at all exactly. because it's so, literally ad libbed. Totally, yeah. the entire movie. Right. So, so it's just, so it's uh, it's just not my particular cup of tea. Okay, that's that's my taste. So you don't have taste. Um, <laughs> moving on to Brad now. So, and you're probably a lot like me. You grew up with this movie. You probably saw it when you're younger, and have seen it over the years. So, what were your thoughts? Because I was definitely, I'm actually not surprised at your take because you said. You hadn't seen it, and if you had, you don't remember anything about it. So it's almost like it was brand new. I was wondering if it translated, and obviously it probably doesn't. But, of course, maybe it's just not to you. So I'll be curious to see what Zach says when he gets here as well. So, Brad. Well, right. I'm, I'm going to view this through the lens of, of nostalgia because my dad is a musician. My brother's a musician. My brother's in Scotch's band, so that's oh. a, a big thing. <laughs> Thank you so nice. much, buddy. I, I had to do it. You're the host, man. I gotta, you got to pump up the host, right? I, I was actually going to write down a little, like, a, an envelope and save it till the end and say, a joke will be made about it being your brother's band within the first segment and, and reveal it at the end, but anyway. No, nah, I had to give you, you got to pump up the host. So, um, yeah, so th- th- through the lens of nostalgia, I tried to watch a little bit more objectively tonight, and, and uh, Nate, some of the same things that you're talking about. Like, there's really no story. I tried, to, I, I really was like, I hadn't watched it in a little bit, so I was trying to think, like, you know what? Is it too much just like a bunch of sketches thrown together? But I think there's a flow to it. I think, I mean... Each little individual gig has its own little gag, but at the same time, like each gig kind of getting worse and worse. And then mm-hmm. you have the little drama once his, uh, his wife co- or his girlfriend comes in. And so you start to get a little bit of a, of a story somewhat, but still, man, just some of the lines that I've, I'm, I've, I've talked about with my, like I said, with Arjuna when we're fishing or with my dad and my brother, it's like we, we can throw out lines constantly from this movie. And there's just so many little good moments of, of acting that, come across very real. I would say mm-hmm. as much as it's a, a mockumentary, there's times when it feels like, is this just really like a movie about some crazy band? Like they do a good, good enough job that if you didn't know, you might be like, well, is this real? Well, well, and I mean, and I will say like to, to right to the point of me being sort of ignorant to this movie, I was aware of the conversation about Spinal Tap well before I saw the movie. Like I probably saw the movie 25 or 30 years ago, but that was 15 years after it came out. So I was unsure 
until very shortly before I saw the movie, if like the movie was a documentary about a real band, like I, I just didn't yeah. know. And there, because Spinal Tap then goes on to release albums, right? And you know, there's some music associated with that that people sort of talk about a little bit. I was always kind of like, oh wait, okay, so is this just a goofy band that like they made a? So I and, and I do think that part of it is obviously you know just the fact that I didn't know, but part of it is it doesn't come off as I mean. It's a parody, but it's the funny part is that like it's not that far off from what you imagine some of these bands are like. I mean, well, yeah, it's it, well. So what's interesting is, well, first of all, they are real musicians. They are a real band. They they were singing these songs, not doing it live on the camera, obviously, but they. So Harry or um, Michael McKeon and um, Christopher Guest met in college. And they played music together, and so they are both legit musicians and actually um christopher guest was in the um national lampoon uh they had they had a, a a group there's an amazing documentary about that the whole national lampoon coming up and they had a stage show called uh, the lemmings, yeah. Yeah. lemmings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and so christopher guest was part of that and he did uh this james taylor impression that's supposed to be unbelievable and so it had like Chevy Chase was playing the drums. It was all the Saturday Night Live guys, the original Saturday Night Live people were in this cast on this stage show called The Lemmings. And uh, Jim Belushi was, that's where he developed that whole amazing character when he does the singing and all that stuff. So it's, they are a legit band. Like they kind of came up with this whole idea, developed these characters when they were doing a TV show pilot with Rob Reiner. And I don't think that show ever took off. I think it was actually called The TV Show. And... That's when they came up, came up with this concept, and then Harry Shearer joined that as well. And so that's when they formed this band. They had the characters. Like, I think he had this, the name Nigel Tufnell for years. He was using <laughs> that for other things. So, um, yeah, and it's interesting because, like, they'll, they do that with Saturday Night Live on um, – so you talk uh, – A Mighty Wind is another one of the movies in this kind of – the Christopher Guest right. universe. The Folksman in that movie was actually a Saturday Night Live skit back when Harry Shearer and Michael McKeon and Christopher Guest were on – Saturday Night Live as as uh, hosts or not hosts but cast members on that. Well, and the so. best is they go on to when they do actually some tours. The Folksman open for Spinal Tap. I did not know that. That's yeah, they amazing. they've opened for themselves. Uh, there was oh. there was a I think I saw a trivia. It, Liam Gallagher from Oasis. I guess he went to go watch and the Folksman were opening and he's just like, man, who's the shit band? I'm here to see Spinal Tap and he's like, well, no, these are the guys and they're gonna be they open for themselves and they're gonna play. And he, at that point, allegedly did not know that that Spinal Tap was not a real actual band. That is awesome. That's that's the that's, that what, makes the, me that's like, what the internet told me. That so. makes me like Oasis more. <laughs> 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 so so I want to come back though really quick. So for all of my like ambivalence, I, there is some stuff that's true gems even to me. Right? So like the thing that is quoted most often on the back of my boat and that I still think is the funniest single bit in the movie is the reading of the reviews. <laughs> right? Like, you know, <laughs> one of your reviews of the movie of the, of, of, of shark sandwich was just two words, shit sandwich. And <laughs> I love how they kind of laugh it off for a second. Real. But like, yeah. that, that can't be real. Uh, where, yeah. where they print that? The first one he reads is like some really deep, you know, wallowing around in a, yeah. you know, idiotic bath of like, say, you know, <laughs> like, no, no, that's just nitpicking then, right? <laughs> that's I mean, just nitpicking. It's so fun. Like so yeah. perfect. That, the responses are just on point. So I will say there's some things in there that like they do kill. 
I mean, they, when they, when they talk about the uh, uh, the smell the glove album and and it's all it's sexist and of course when they kind of come over to them the album's what's not gonna happen. What's wrong with sexy. being sexy? sexy? What's wrong with being sexy? That's that's such a good line. It's just a it's a well, great and just the very concept of a just the name of the album smell the glove. <laughs> if you so don't know raw. anything else, you're just like what the f-? like that's just nuts. Like that's a that's the perfect like crazy album name for a rock band. And then they describe the cover. <laughs> just what's wrong with that you have a completely naked woman on all fours with a leash and there's a man's hand extended out with a glove on her face so she's sniffing it and i love how ian tries like, to defend it. he's like well you should have seen what they actually wanted <laughs> i'll tell you it wasn't a glove, it wasn't a glove. <laughs> and by the way like so so I, if i'm gonna also heap a little bit of like backtracking praise here the cast is much better than I realized, right? So in terms of bit parts, right? It, yeah. it has a lot of the Rob Reiners that come, you know, universe that come later. A little Billy Crystal in there, it's, right? It's loaded with cameos, like, of these actors that you're like, oh, him, he's in the, oh my God, he's in this, One yeah. young Fran Drescher. Fran right? Drescher, looking like the same back then as she, yeah. I mean, she, she's always looked the same to me. Do you know who the other mime was? Yeah. No. Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> He's the one that no. was that Billy Crystal was telling him. Yeah. Hey, no, yeah, did you do did you do the uh, the the fish or whatever? <laughs> He's like, get out of here. Mime is money. <laughs> Mime, Mime is, is money. money. So stupid. Yeah. Um. You know, Bruno Kirby is the limo driver. Uh, Howard Hessman is the the manager of the, the that other band they run into in the hallway. Um. Paul Schaefer is the, the Paul Schaefer. Just yeah. just just kick my kick ass. Kick my ass. Kick my ass. <laughs> Ed Begley Jr. as the drummer. Their, their, their original drummers. Yeah. Stumpy Ed Begley Jr. He's, he's been in so much of their of their other stuff. Yeah. So I mean, obviously a lot bigger roles, but it's funny to see him back there. Yeah. So is this the best mockumentary? It's, well, first of all, mate, correct you, it's a rockumentary. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, did you even watch the movie? I uh, actually only what the first one. Did we did we draft <laughs> we drafted best mockumentary pe- or parodies, right? We did we did that. Just best parodies. Movie. Best parodies, yeah. But not mockumentary. I mean, that, that's yeah. a subset. Okay, well. But and I'm talking TV too cuz like so this is what's weird about it is Nate, don't get me started. So the He's office get, Nate, don't the, get the me American started. office is the best comedy of all time. The British <laughs> office is an excellent excellent <laughs> comedy and I will say one of the few British television shows that I'm like really high on. Right. But it does have the same basic quality, which is like it's very much drier and it's shorter, so you don't get quite the investment in some of the characters, mm-hmm. although you get enough because it's, you know, it kills at the end. But I mean, you, you kind of think of it because it's become a little bit more of a, like a ubiquitous camera style, even though you're, it's not so clear, but like the, the, the sort of like, the mocky or the documentary style filming is in a lot of shows, right? But it's not necessarily the premise of a lot of shows, right? Like you don't ever, or you're never sure that that's what they're doing, and certainly not in the like Rob Reiner's in front of the camera telling you that this is a documentary. And so, like, what are the other notables? And, and, and let's let's ignore the Christopher Guest, right? I mean, Best in Show and, and Mighty Wind both. After that, I don't really know what else is good. Right. <laughs> I mean, so you've got you've got CB4, you've got Fear of, uh, Fear of, Black, Fear of like Black Hat. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying. But I think the point is that like there aren't a, you know there aren't a lot there aren't a lot that that come in this, but in this vein. But I mean, it, when it hits, like it's it's pretty good, right? When they do really well, this one isn't particularly one of my favorites, but I I actually think. That like there are some follow-ons that are great. Maybe you just have to do it exactly right. It's, it's, Nate, you've always asked me about. I'm sorry. Just you, you've always asked me about the whole American Office versus British Office, and 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 I, I will say there's a whole lot of American Office I've not seen. 
But one of the things, everything after episode one, yeah. (laughs) Let's just be clear here. There's a whole. I've seen moments. I've seen the fire. I've seen the fire alarm and stuff like that. I mean, I've seen I've seen some stuff. So, um, anyway, my my point though is the reason I like Spinal Tap is because as much as it's a a mockumentary, it. It, there's there's elements of it just seem kind of real. It never feels like there's like planted jokes. Like it never feels like there. The, and I, when we get to my body bag, there's something that, I, that I'll talk about. But with the British Office, they had a moment towards the end of the. It might have been in the last episode, but uh, uh, you have the. Oh my gosh! I'm, so it's Tim who is also the. Who's Tim's counterpart in the American? Jim. 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 Dummy. Oh, God. That's, that's so they easy. rhyme. <laughs> Next time, just remember they rhyme. That was very creative at the American office. Yeah. So so Tim's character goes to talk to, uh, he's talking on, like he's doing a little in front of the cameras. He goes to talk to, he takes off his microphone. Okay. He's like, no, wait, hold on. He just has like an epiphany. He goes and the camera just follows him and it's all quiet. You don't get to see the conversation. He goes out and he talks to Dawn, who's the Pam character. And he basically like asks her out. And then they kind of talk for a second. She hugs him. He comes walking back and he sits down. He kind of, first he's like kind of looking forlorn and then he kind of grabs a microphone. He puts it back on. He just kind of says into the mic. He's like, she said no. And it was like, it was, it, it made it feel like such a real documentary. Like, like that it wasn't planned. He just kind of got up. And, and that's the thing that I like that realism. And I'm not going to take, I'm going to say the American office is a great comedy. But you literally have no idea. You have but I will it. say they didn't they they went real fast and loose with the mockumentary thing. Like they started off that way and then they basically kind of at some point just saying, eh, it's not that big of a deal. It's kind of a it, the, the all the little bits and stuff are more important than so, being an actual. So I will say that it, it, it comes back to it in a big way late. But I, I agree that they they do move away. And, that, and that's fair. Right. Like if you if you were to drop into, say, season two ish. You would know there are some really important moments that are that way, but a lot of it does feel like more like the, you know, standard camera style. Sitcom, of, yeah, yeah, not not standard sitcom. Shut your mouth. But, um, <laughs> uh, but you know, so so a couple other notable ones though, like pop star, like pop star, I think is kind of the yeah pop star. The Borat stop, is arguably him. kind of in this style, although it's kind of a different thing. So there's a few of them, but like it is not as they're not as common as you would think, given that like. Spinal Tap became a cult classic. And Mighty Wind became a cult is a cult classic. Best in Show is maybe not even cult classic. I mean, I think it's well regarded as a really, despite my misgivings, a great comedy. Right. Yeah. So. It's I mean, in the research that I was doing, Spinal Tap was listed as the best mockumentary, you know, on a lot of articles that I saw. You know, it's very high regarded. Were you was the Google search you did? Why? What is why the best is mockumentary and why is it Spinal, Spinal Tap? Tap? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I did. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I mean, but I, I understand, man. It's like it's not your cup of cup of tea. What do you think about speak, this similar style, a, a very ad libbed, but like Curb Your Enthusiasm? So I so I actually it, I like Curb Your Enthusiasm quite a bit, but it took me a long time to come to it. Okay, um, and I and I think because I was a, I, I kind of knew that about it, and it felt hard for me. I, I, again, like for me, the, a big part of it is I need to be attached to some characters usually. Right. And I, I, I was kind of like, you know, I'm not going to identify maybe with it's not it's going to be hard. But I don't think that's true of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Right. right? You actually become invested for good and for bad in a lot of the main characters. Um, and, and this one, you know, maybe just a mockumentary movie format. is just doesn't lend itself to that right. in most cases. And probably the reason why <clears throat> Spinal Tap works for me is because I identify with the whole band, you know, other right. than exploding drummers, which yeah. I haven't exploded yet. 
Um, You know, I I have been in a lot of situations. I've been around, you know, the, you know, the, the suits and the, you know, the, the guy, like the Paul Schaefer character, like the cheese ball promoters, like trying to tell you everything's all right and stuff like that. And, and so that's why, especially now that I've actually gone through a lot of this stuff, I'm watching this movie going, oh my God, that's, that scene is so perfect. This scene is so perfect. Like, they did such a great job. And the reason is they actually watched a lot of actual documentaries to, to prepare for this. And yeah. some of the scenes, like the, when they're lost backstage and they're going around and can't find their way to the stage or whatever, that was from a Tom Petty concert video. That, that, so it actually happened. Tom Petty actually got lost backstage and ended up walking into an indoor tennis court. When he thought that he thought was the stage, <laughs> <laughs> so um, so that's why like a lot of those situations are like so like that really did happen and and I think the um, the band documentary um, I think I wrote it down but I can't find my notes. There's a famous documentary that they based a lot of this off. There's a Dylan documentary they looked at, and so they kind of took those stories and said, okay, we're going to do this situation. You guys go and they they filmed hundreds of hours. They needed three editors yeah, to the editing must have been insane. Yeah, like. And so I have the DVD, and they have this this bonus features. And I I clicked on. I was going to watch a couple. Oh, I see a couple outtakes. It was like 120 minutes. It's like of, about longer than the actual movie. Yeah, and so I'm like, I start watching it, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this isn't going to last because it was not good. There's a reason why it was cut out. It was interesting, but uh, yeah, you can see why you know they cut it down to where it was, and why, that's why it doesn't why it doesn't feel like there's much of a story because it's so cut up. They actually added the character of Janine, his girlfriend, kind of towards the end because they realized, oh, we need some sort of... We need a plot device. We need a plot yeah. device. Yeah. The, I, I'm going to say this, and I'm not going to say this in any type of insulting way, and of course, as soon as somebody says that, people are like on guard. Here it comes. But I will say with you guys as a, as a band, Flying Blind, mm-hmm. you guys were in that realm where you weren't superstars, mm-hmm. but... The, the people within the recording industry are always like, can I make a buck off you? And if I can make a buck off you, I'm going to put my smiley face on and, and treat you like your gods because that's what I, I'm trying to make money off of you. 100%. And, and it feels like in Spinal Tap, I mean, they're obviously on the downswing of their career. They're at the point where they're not selling out the, the giant arenas anymore. So it's like, but still those hangers on or th- those record company people and stuff, they're still trying to make that money. And they're like, if we can just squeeze a little couple dollars out of you guys, that's what I'm trying to do. And so. And they feed you everything you want to hear. Exactly. <clears throat> that you're going to be famous. You're going to do this. And they tell you stories. And anybody who isn't familiar with my band that's listening, that isn't from this area, um, we're called Flying Blind. We were signed with Universal back in 2000. And. Um, yeah, we were kind of on the verge of doing some pretty good stuff and just didn't work out. And I won't go into all the reasons, but there's a bunch of them. And but just like I said, it's you, you walk into this office and they're trying to, you know, wine and dine you and impress you. And they're like, oh, yeah, three doors down. We just signed them last year. And you guys did the same thing they did. in Small town band. You made all this stuff, but you guys did better than them. You're going to be bigger than them. You know, they're telling us all this, they're feeding all this stuff. And we're sitting now, there just lapping it up. Did they know your names like before you came in? Was that like something that, or, or did it depend on the person type? Well, they, 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 they knew us. They were, they were, they were good. They, yeah. they, they, they were sharp. Cause I remember she's walk uh, when, when, when Fran Drescher's walking around, she's like, <laughs> she's like saying their names uh-huh. and like, they're like, who's that? <laughs> she's like, knows all the names. Fuckman. Yeah, Bobby Fuckman. Yeah. Bobby Fuckman. I with the mostest. So yeah, it's uh so that's probably why this movie still is, is very important to me. And, and just the fact that, I've spent a lot of many, many, many hours in a van going across the country and 
throwing lines back and forth with the other guys in the band. And every, any, any musician I know loves this movie. And I, think, so, I think we talked about that w- either way older on the garage tapes or maybe early on when we were doing uh, Almost Famous, that this is like the DVD that was in pretty much every touring band had this DVD mm-hmm. ready to go going across the United States. You had to have yeah. Spinal Tap ready to watch. Yeah, we, we would get into an argument and we'd be going back and forth and pissed off about something, whatever. Then it would kind of lull down, calm down a little bit, and finally somebody would just say, can I raise a practical question at this point? Are we going to play Stonehenge tomorrow? (laughs) 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 We'd all all fucking laugh. And it was all squash. It was all good. I I shit you not, that happened at least a dozen times in my entire life. I thought you were going to say that you guys just spontaneously start singing Tiny Dancer. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> oh my gosh um yeah it, i don't know it it's uh we're gonna go uh, okay I, i'm getting the uh, the uh the, the hand scott just here. got the hook i got the hook right. I, I just gave him a drinking sign i was like maybe <laughs> maybe we should think about drinking yeah so uh let's uh, go ahead and bring in uh rob reiner and you guys want to bring in uh chris guest let's bring the whole band the whole, the whole band since they all kind of wrote this together Let's get them all in here. Yeah, so we'll do a little segment called. Pull up a chair and grab yourself a drink. We'll hypothesize what directors think. Maybe sometimes get a guess. Makes us look good. Let's drink, laugh, and pretend we know what we're doing. Drinking with the director brought to you by Last Call. just makes you feel good i love it oh man the, the whoever produced that i mean they just put i mean what what bar did you go to where you had like a yeah. like the 40 50 people drinking and having a good time singing songs 20 I, of them sound like brad yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> lot, well, there's a lot magic, of guys, guys that look studio just magic. like us like studio magic yeah um I, have, I don't know if i've ever told you guys this i don't know if i've ever told anybody this but i have a, a secret fantasy I've always wanted. Yes, tell us more. As, as, a, as a musician, you know, I've I've done a lot of cool things, but I've always wanted to be in a mariachi band. Really? But I don't want to play any of the instruments. I want to be the guy that goes <laughs> in the background. That's a good. That's a good role. That's gonna be every once in a while. I'll just throw one of those out. And uh, yeah, so I threw one of those in that back there. That's what I heard, and, I, and it kind of reminded me of Three so a Amigos. Bit of that, a little bit of that fantasy playing through right here yeah, on Best Video yeah. Kingdom. Mm-hmm. All right. We're making dreams. I feel Is good. it Three Amigos, the band? They always, ay, 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 it's, the it's in there for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so we are going to be drinking with the director. Um, as I mentioned, Rob Reiner. And what a career. I, um, I just want to start yeah. right now. Goddamn, Rob Reiner, you have had a wild career. And, and maybe it's nepotism. I don't give a shit. You've had a badass career. Why, was it, why would it be nepotism? Um, he had a pretty famous dad named Carl Reiner. I did not know that. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I mean, I remember it now that you say it. <laughs> Carl Reiner, uh, who uh, is also a director and an actor, and uh, Mel Brooks's best friend. Um, yeah, that's his, that's his dad. Well, that's his pops. I think about that. So, anyway. <laughs> so yeah, Rob, he started out, he had a, um, a pretty long career uh, as an actor in various things, some small parts here and there. Um, obviously the, the role that made him famous that everybody knows him for first was, uh, as Archie Bunker's son-in-law, 
uh, Meathead, as he was called, <laughs> uh, in All of the Family, um, a show that I don't think would fly very well. All in the Family days. definitely did. I mean, did not age well yeah. uh, per almost any standard of uh, decency. <laughs> It's it's an interesting it's, like funny. case study because I mean, it's like the the, the the heart of gold versus like, I mean, rest in peace. Uh, I have family members who definitely were heart of gold, but their old school ways were like, oh my gosh, you you definitely came from the nineteen forties and fifties. Yeah, it's it's tough because sometimes they'll say things and you like you want to blame them, but you can't blame them, but you blame them, but you kind of have to blame them, but can you yeah, blame them? It's, it's, it's weird. It's, especially in 2022, it's very difficult yeah. to kind of process some of those things, but. Yeah, so, and then, so Rob Briner, after that, he, so he, when he jumped into films, he, Spinal Tap was his first feature film that, that he directed, and he went on a run huh. that was actually Unreal. Pr- pretty crazy, and so I'll just, I'm just going to read through a few. So Spinal Tap was first. Then he did a movie called The Sure Thing. Again, I, I want to stop you right there because you were going to blow right by that because it's the lesser of this run. What, The Sure Thing? It's a phenomenal movie. Oh, I wasn't going to blow by no, that I'm just, I'm just saying, but I think it's the lesser known. Right. And uh, it is just fun, fun 80s John Cusack. Yeah. Like it's, I think it's my favorite Cus. Right. Which is and funny because I love John something. Cusack. I've never seen You've it. You've never seen it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so great. I think I might have Nate, seen Nate, it. Nate, did Nate, I, did Nate, I once recommend it to Nate, you? Should I watch it? Should I watch it? I'm not saying anything. Yeah, uh, John Cusack and uh, Anthony Edwards. Yeah, so, so oh yeah, early, early yeah young goose. goose. Yeah, and Daphne Zuniga. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, it's it's a great film. I think I might have even seen that before Spinal Tap. Okay, I, I remember that watching that way early. And, and I came to that a little it. late, yeah. but loved it. So then he made a little movie called Stand by Me. Never heard of it. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> the Princess Bride. Oh, man. Quite possibly one of my all-time favorite films. Oh, it's on my top 25. Yeah. 100%. Top 25? My top 25. Oh, it's my top five, but my top <laughs> five my is top, like 20, it's in my it's top, like 25 movies. It's long. in my top 400. <laughs> <Got> it. <Okay. laughs> when Harry Met Sally. Oh, that's actually in my top five. Misery, which is kind of a weird left turn. You know, I, I didn't realize that he directed that for it's a actually, year. It's a really good movie. It is. And I have one of the few horrors that I'm like, right. I'm all in on this. Kathy yeah. Bates getting Oscars for that one. Then... A Few Good Men is easily in my top ten, possibly top five. I, I love that movie. Such a great movie. If you if you get like just just knowing the movie, if you gave me like twenty guesses who who directed that, I don't think I would ever say Rob Reiner. It just on a few good men. Yeah. Okay. I just I, I don't know why it just doesn't feel like his type of movie. But it's, totally it, agree. And he's it, it's crazy because he is kind of all over the place because you know the sure things the total you know like college pop, buddy pop, film and popcorn yeah. kind of romantic coming of age college movie stand by me very serious drama coming of age you know but it's kind of a more serious movie princess bride total fantasy hermit sally rom-com misery horror you know then you get a few good men which like is straight like, ahead courtroom yeah, drama it's crazy he's all yeah. over the place after that he kind of, to me so i don't know how many of the movies after this you guys watch or, or enjoy but i think it kind of goes off a little bit of a cliff here north is horrible from what i understand I never saw I'm it. sure I saw it, and I don't think I liked it, but I don't remember. American President. I really liked that, okay. but I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, well, I think I'm in a little bit of a minority there. I got to give a shout out because uh, back in college, my my roommate, who I had a shared apartment with, his favorite movie that he would pretty much go to go to sleep watching was American President. He You're kidding loved, me. Yeah, I, I wow. would not have guessed that. Loved American President. That was his movie. 
I mean, okay. and now that I, so I didn't even know. I didn't like it that much. Again, I didn't know that was Rob Reiner, and now that I know, maybe I'll watch it, but probably not. Um, but yeah, then Ghost of the Mississippi. Um, I never saw that. Bucket List, I actually enjoyed a lot. It's uh, Morgan Freeman and and uh, it's better than it's better yeah. than you remember. I yeah. think yeah. Um, I mean, better than one remembers. Right. Like if you really so, but he's had a hell of a career, but he really hasn't done a lot, you know, in a, in a while. It's been like a few, quite a few years since he's done anything. But what they did announce recently <laughs> is Spinal Tap Two is in development. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's it, interesting. I know. Which, you know, it, it's it's like any of these films that you, you hear of that has a sequel, like Anchorman 2. You're like, oh, my God, I can't wait. And then you're like, hmm. Well, it's like, it's like Wet, Wet Hot American Summer. It's such a classic to me. And then, uh-huh. they, then they did the movie, and then they did the show. And I was like, or maybe it was the show and then the movie. I don't the, know which the, way. The movie was first, and then the show, they did the show afterwards. So the the, the sequel movie and then the show? I don't think there's a sequel. There's only one movie. No, there's there was a movie, right? And then okay, the original movie, and then there was a Netflix movie, and there was a Netflix show. Okay, I, I only saw the sh- part of the show because it was not good, and I didn't finish okay. it. Well, but, yeah. So I mean, I'm just saying, like, it, I, it, there was parts that were enjoyable. I feel like it's gonna be one of those where there's gonna probably be a few segments that are like, okay, this is this is old school, but then yeah. there's gonna be someone who's like, yeah. I don't know. So I'm excited for Spinal Tap 2, mostly because I just love these characters so much, and I can't wait to see them on screen again. And I just I have a lot of trust in Christopher Guest being hilarious as Nigel Tufnell again. Is it going to be great? Probably not, but I'm still going to watch it, and I'm still going to enjoy it. But anyway, that's well, the next thing that he's got on, on, on the docket. So. I mean, obviously, they're going to be old guys, and, and, and there's going to be some funny stories about things right. that they've been through since then. I mean, Michael McKean, if anybody's watched uh, Better Call Saul, I mean, he's he's, great. he's, yeah. he's absolutely great, but he's also looking pretty old. I mean, he's definitely looking like yeah, a, an older old. man. So, um, so yeah. So have you, you've, have you checked out, like, you know, The Rolling Stones or Aerosmith lately? Um, who are those? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I don't think Spinal Tap 2 is that far off. So we've got Rob Reiner. We've got the cast of Spinal Tap, who Nate doesn't like, any of these guys. And uh, what questions do we have as we um, – well, first of all, let's go around the table, and, and what are we sipping on, um, Nate? You know, I, I was a little sleepy, and so I grabbed uh, one of my – morning standards instead of my signature diet pepsi and grenadine i have a yellow rockstar recovery i'm in no way sponsored by uh rockstar but i want to make some comments okay. number one this is the magic serum so if you ever have a little bit of a rough night the next morning you want the yellow rockstar recovery i've they never heard of this if they don't have the yellow you want the orange and you should be angry that they don't have the yellow Okay, let's just put okay. that out so there. Well, it's lemonade flavor. I Two, see it on the side. I don't understand why in certain parts of the country they seem averse to Rockstar. Because like on the East Coast, I have so much harder time finding this. What are you guys doing right now? <laughs> I'm talking. Are you just... It's like, digging it, 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 it sounds like you guys are reorganizing your storage room or well, something. Kind of What's like, happening? Well, kind of like your attitude to Spinal Tap. I just don't care about your, your I'm gonna Rockstar. Go, I'm going to go get snacks. I'll be back when you guys stop talking about this stupid movie. Rockstar Recovery, I will say, has got me through a lot of tough situations. A lot of tough situations. I, the, I remember very distinctly you and I and Arjuna having a Vegas trip. Oh, I, it where, was St. Paddy's. Yeah, so we used to go to St. Paddy's for Vegas years ago, and, <laughs> and we had a night. And so the next morning, you know, Arjuna 
wakes up and and he's so, he's a very hard, he's invincible he's invincible very hardy um but nonetheless right he was a little rough and uh we had bought correctly bought a bunch of rockstar covers so i just sort of jam one into his hand and he's like i don't know what this is and from that day on he's like a believer the, uh, the, the elixir of the gods like he's like you you this is the savior drink. I was going to say, I didn't join you guys till like noon. You guys kind of went out a little bit earlier and got up and around. And then I, I was struggling, but then finally I got a rock star recovery into me. And it's and magic. I, I'm telling I you. I met you guys in the bar and you guys put a drink in my hand and I was like, here we go. I try to keep these around two. one a day, but if I'm Four. sleepy, 8, 8, 8 p.m., yeah, it's go time. So what, what's the difference between a rock star recovery and, the, and a regular rock star? Well, number one, it has, it has only 25 calories. Yeah. Okay. And I like to save my calories for binging on uh, unhealthy smart. snacks. On Diet Coke and grenadine. Yeah. Uh, Two, <laughs> as the label says here, it has electric lights and B vitamins along with taurine and electrolytes, which makes me just think that it's basically a health drink. And 160 milligrams of caffeine. Is that what it says right there? That's right. Yeah, it's it's like two it's cups what, of coffee. What? Stop judging me. I don't drink coffee. I'm not judging. I'm asking. Guys, guys, it's what hangovers crave. <laughs> That's right. Electrolytes. <laughs> Electrolytes. So it's magic. Go get it if you uh, need it okay. or if you don't. Now, I, I, I'm also a fan of the, the monster, uh, uh, what are they called? The monster? They're the, the recover. No, they're the um, rehabs. Monster rehab. Here's the problem. But is, it's tea. I like tea. You like oh. tea, which I don't like. Why do you like? I, that's what I drink every morning. That I drink a big, tall glass of ice green yeah. tea or ice black tea for for. Do you, are you a coffee guy? You guys both coffee. No, I don't drink. I, no, like no, coffee I don't drink coffee. I drink iced tea. See, I don't morning. drink. Co- I am not a warm. I don't like hot beverages. Hmm. So I've never yeah. gotten into the coffee. So this is no. Like and my, my tea's not hot. It's always iced. It, it'll be it'll be freezing outside. I'm drinking. I'm walking to school with my my iced tea. Yeah. I think I just realized why you're drinking Rockstar because it's a. They're rock stars that we're talking about. Maybe, and that's, maybe not. I, I Look get your at theme. That. Look I get, at that. I, might, I might have thought of that. I don't know. I don't think you even thought of that right now. <laughs> Who's Rob Reiner's dad? Okay, let's okay. go on. Brad, what do you got over there, buddy? I have cracked a nice tall uh, can of Dying Breed out of Oakdale, California. They have Mosaic. It is a, a Mosaic Pale Ale. It is delicious. It's tasty. I was just in there not too long ago, and I was like, I had a mosaic, and I was like, I need to get a four pack of that, and that's what I'm drinking. Mm. Yeah, if you don't know Dying Breed, they they have the uh, 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 the the Shaggy Southland Cow or whatever it's called, something like that, and it's uh, uh, they they put on all their things and a lot of cow themed names and titles. You've got the whole mosaic background, and you can see that little that cow in the back. It's pretty cool. Mosaic, love it. Mosaic. So going on. With a little bit of a theme, which I thought that Nate was doing. He didn't, he didn't know he was doing. But uh, this is a special can of beer. Uh, this was made by Blaker here in series. And um, this was the first collab beer that my band did. Um, the one that Brad's brother is in. It's my band. Your band, yeah. And um, it's called Instrumental One. It was going to be part of a series. They were going to do four of them that year. And then COVID hit. We literally played our concert to release this beer about a week before the original shutdown back in 2020 yeah and we had a just a shitload of people out there it was a great time like a week later fucking covid just shut everything down and just kind of stopped the whole process of them doing they were going to do one each quarter with different bands in the area so we were going to be the first one so this can has been in my fridge since was that february or march of 2020 yeah so pretty tasty um it tastes kind of like a beer 
<laughs> and it's actually it's really good. It's I had a uh, hoisting heavy haze first. Oh boy! And oh. going from that, <laughs> could be that kind of night. About, about as I'll, fresh I'll of a your, beer as there is. Um, I'll save your rock star recovery for tomorrow morning. Yeah, which um, I'll say, I, uh, hoisting heavy haze, you cannot get. I was just at last call; it is all sold out. But it's all, think, already. I, it's it's out there, but I think you can get it at Food Fix. So in okay. Vesta, if you want to, which along with delicious food. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! yeah. So yeah. So anyway, but it's actually still really good. Um, it, it's an amazing beer, and and uh, so I thought I'd. Drink one of our band beers. I will, I will say band. one of my first like Zoom meetings, uh, people were talking. This probably a little bit deeper into COVID. We were on some Zoom meeting, and, and the question when we were kind of getting to know each other was, "What's the last concert you went to?" And I said, "Actually, it was uh, um, this guy I know Scotch Beck. Uh, my brother's in his band, and it was it was a, <laughs> a beer blind. release, Flying Blind. That was the last concert yeah. I went to before uh, COVID. Super fun, man. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so who's got some questions for? Uh, Carl, or, or you know, I know you have some questions for, uh, for actually, for, <laughs> that's his dad, Carl. <laughs> Rob <Who's> Reiner. Carl? <laughs> Who's got some questions for Rob Reiner or uh, some of the guys in the band? I, I want to talk to the to the boys because so obviously so much improv involved in this movie, and there's definitely some bits that have been set up. But I wonder. I always wonder just how how much did they plan? Because like when they're when they when he asked him like, what was your your first song you guys wrote together? And they start kind of planning it out, and they're kind of like. How much of that, like, did they know? I mean, obviously, the lyrics were pretty much well planned, right? But how much of that was like spur of the moment, and then they just kind of built on it and said, Okay, let's do another take. We've I think that this. was probably a song that they had, and then yeah. you know, they kind of made it seem like they were trying to remember it. I don't know because it's like it was pretty put together, like, it yeah, seemed legit. No, yeah, like, I don't think sure. they made it up on the spot, right? No, that, no, that, yeah, that scene that you're talking about. But I, I'm curious too, like, you know, they say, Okay, we have this. This concept, we're going to start here, we're going to end here, and fill it in. But were there, hey, I'm going to say something like this. I'm going to say something like this. I'm going to make this joke. But it seems like they just said whatever. And they also tried to keep as many of the first takes as possible. Yeah, That was a goal of this entire film because they wanted that initial reaction. They didn't want to redo any of the jokes. Like if, if, they, if a take didn't work, they probably just... Did something completely different, right. with new jokes, and didn't do the same jokes over and over again, trying to get this because they wanted the reactions to be real. From right. what I understood, and, and that goes to the whole like uh, I know it was uh, a Saturday on the 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 news on Saturday Night Live that I forgot who it was that always tried to make uh, what was his name that he always tried to make laugh. Oh, it was Stefan. Oh yeah. So Stefan, every time he would come on on the on the news, John Mulaney. Wait, 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 wait. He was the writer, right? The writer. So he would yep. write on the cue cards, and 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 Bill Hader would just immediately start cracking up as he's getting ready to read those cue cards. And so I wonder, like, how much of that was like where somebody would have a good line and they would write it and they would say it, and people weren't prepared. Like, how many times were people just cracking up? Like, oh shit, I was not ready for yeah. that. There's definitely a couple laughing scenes, their asses a off. couple scenes where you see just smiles when they probably shouldn't be smiling, little grins. You know they got them. But yeah. those guys are probably just so good. And so I mean. All these guys grew up in improv, improv and, talents, and, yeah. and and you get used to it. And but but I mean, if you mix improv with just an unlimited role of film and a lot of really good editors, mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's like automatic, but you you maximize that talent, right? Like it, it's not like you said, right? It's not like you know a lot of the outtakes are just not funny, right. and in some ways, right, different than improv. Where it's where like you don't have you know you're performing in front of from in front of an audience, 
and the shit's got to be pretty funny, right? Because you don't have a lot of, you can't just throw stuff into the cutting room floor. You can just try everything, right? In a movie like Spinal Tap. Mm -hmm. And so you can imagine, right? Like why it ends up being so funny and so original is partly because you're not constrained to the sort of like low hanging fruit, right? You can get it. And that's some of what's really funny about it, right? The whole, like the most famous sort of like, silly quote of the whole thing is like this one goes to 11 right and like that whole bit obviously planned out right obviously planned out but it's like but that's that's such a like you you might not get you're never gonna get that in like real improv but it's not even just the way that it like the planning out of it it's the delivery right like yeah you know well it's one louder isn't it you know like it's just so perfect in, in in that way and it, it feels like a real conversation. He kind of stumps exactly. him, and he's kind of chewing his gum. Yeah, yeah. These go to eleven. Like just the way he delivers that is <laughs> yeah. so perfect. But I mean, I, I don't want to go behind the curtain too much of BVK, but it's just like I mean, people don't understand that. I mean, we we record twenty hours of of material. Yeah. For can each of our be- episodes. Can you believe we're only this funny and this good? I know. With Dude, 20, 20 hours. Is, the, the hour you get, the shit you get for the hour, it's really our best stuff. Right. I mean, yeah. I, I had to, to quit my job just so I could edit because it's like, <laughs> dude, 20 hours per episode, this, right. is, this is bullshit. Yeah. Um, and we make like, you know, a dollar an episode. So <laughs> so my, my number one question, and this is something that I will say I sort of have been wondering a while because I've you know, been aware of it. What does the glove smell like? Like, why are they having her smell the glove? Because, you know, like, they, they talk about this, right? Like, you know, it's not really, why is that so bad? Like, but, but it depends, right? Like, we did good where did hunting the glove go? Week. And a baseball glove, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're talking about? Is that, is that maybe the, the, something the insinuation? In the glove. What's, what, what's the glove been in? Is it, like, is, yeah. it a, is it like a mall rat situation where they put the glove on and stink palmed it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Is it a medical glove, or are we talking like it's like a, a isotoner, or what do we, what and, do we got and, going? And, and it's a leather you know, glove, I think. It's, it's a leather a, glove, yeah. yeah. Did yeah. they say specifically a leather glove? I, I, I don't know if they did. They, I, I guess I always assume yeah. it's a leather glove. I just glove, assume a leather glove. Which too. I also am a little bit like, does that pick up a scent the way that another glove would? Well, su- sweaty leather has a, has a scent to it. it. Itself, right? Yeah. So then I'm like, well, maybe the glove doesn't smell like Not that I, not that I know anything about sweaty leather <laughs> smell. Smell the glove. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to know what the glove smells like. Like why, you know, they, it's for me the number one unanswerable question of the entire movie. Hmm. Interesting. I've never given it one fucking thought. I, 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 I'm, I'm right there with you. I was like, I don't think I ever thought about that once. That's all I think. That's all I think about when I watch this movie. Oh, um, my gosh. My only question really that I have is growing up with a dad like Carl Reiner and him being best Your friend. Your dad's Carl Reiner? <laughs> you son of God a damn, the plot thickens. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Reiner having a dad, Carl Reiner, who's best friends with Mel Brooks, and growing up around that, how, how did that shape just his entire life? Like his, his sense of humor, you know, his entire career, like how much is that? I mean, how great was that for him to just be around that vibe of just hanging out with like one of the funniest men I've ever like Mel Brooks is a hero of mine. He's so hilarious. His book was really interesting and and fascinating. His whole life is very, very, very cool and interesting. And and his, his outlook on everything is great. His movies are fantastic, but just how great was it to grow up with, you know, uncle Mel pretty much his whole life. And Nate, just to, just to, as a reminder, Carl Reiner 
You know Ocean's Eleven, like the the old guy Saul. That's Carl Reiner. That's Carl Reiner. That's Carl Reiner. I mean, in his very older days. But I just thought he was like a bit part actor that they grabbed was like an old guy. <laughs> no. Do you uh, have you seen Summer School? Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, they're, they're friggin' morons. <laughs> he, he's the teacher that wins. The, he actually directed Summer School. Yeah, yeah. Believe, he wins. Brad, he wins the lottery. Brad subjected that me to that in the basement takes. Oh, oh such oh, a great movie. So we, might, great. we might revisit it someday. Who knows? I, I want to have Mark Harmon on if we do that. My mother-in-law was like. She when she thought oh, I was telling her about this, you know, and she's kind of like marginally interested in the fact there's a podcast. She watched a lot of movies with me, but um, but she, then I was like, you know, well, one of the ones that you know, and you know, who would you who if I were to have a guest on, who and she's like, oh, Mark Harmon because she's a huge huge CIS fan. Mm-hmm. So we, if we can get Mark Harmon on, I'm in. Or, what is it in in CIS? Is that NCIS? NCIS? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Is um, Carl, Carl Reiner on that one too. Okay. <laughs> what, I, uh, what 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 I will say is it, it's been so fun being. This is my first hosting job, and it was so nice of Zach to finally fucking show up. <laughs> you sound like you're doing great. <laughs> it, you know what? It, it's been a total shit show without you, buddy. Waxing poetic yeah. about Carl Reiner. Yeah. I love it. And yeah. smelling gloves. And yeah. smelling gloves. Yeah, my number one question was, what does the glove smell like? Oh, it smells like shitty latex. We assumed it was, I thought it was a leather, leather. glove. Okay. Oh, I was picturing black latex. Don't we know? Like, isn't there a picture of this album somewhere? I don't think they show oh. it. No, they don't, they don't show, show it. the movie at least. Yeah. They describe it, yeah. and it doesn't sound that bad, really. <laughs> 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 uh, Amazing. Well, welcome, uh, Zach. Um, so great to have you here, buddy. Um, I'm here. We yeah, decided not here. to say all the. Th- we were like, I was going to start saying talking shit, and then I was like, I'll just say all that to his face when he gets here. Have we talked about how much you smell? Has anybody? talked about the fact that scott has his own personal fan uh, oh yeah i know we we covered that <laughs> did you cover that okay they, they yeah. fold down into to about the size of a cd they're transformers actually oh there's more than just scott have i thought scott just brought one for just himself uh, he gave pointed it right at himself I, I didn't bring one for everyone but i brought <laughs> i brought two so i didn't look like a total asshole you know it, it's harvest he's gonna be showing up for some of these things just a little bit rank and so i uh, think he oh. was like i think i need to do this not just for like the coolness but also to get, keep my uh my my <laughs> Swamp ass that, from the tractor 100%. out of this uh, this whole crowd. smooth hundred and four swamp days. ass mixed with almond <laughs> dust and and for, uh, yeah for those of you yeah. for, those, for those of you keeping track at home Scott is a rock star almond farmer just right. uh, he yeah. may be the only one yeah. is is do but, we know but, actually sorry I, I want to we need to not pass that over is there anyone else we know that is a rock star almond farmer. Oh yeah, there's know. lots. I'm, I'm assuming there's, there's probably a few. I'm if you are if, if you know of one, please. I'd say the us. most talented. You mean, I don't think there's anyone else. So you mean failed rock stars that are now have have day jobs? That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> only one, just me, baby, just me. So real quick, uh, Zach, you just sat down. I um, did. I, I I would love to get your thoughts. So you had never seen Spinal Tap. So I never Zach, seen Zach, Rob Reiner, uh, Christopher Guest, Michael McKean. They're all here, so Shearer, they're going to listen so. to your your review. Okay, so that's so that's my thing with this movie. Like you guys know who all these people are. You're like Rob Reiner, <laughs> blah blah blah. I'm like. I don't know who that is. Christopher Guest? Like, I like the, I like Best in Show. Like, I, I don't know. Okay. Which guy's Christopher Guest? Like, uh, it's Nigel Tufnell, the guitar player. Oh, so he's, so he's, oh, okay. So he's also the guy that has the bloodhound in yes, Best yes, in Show. Yes. So he's my favorite guy. Yeah. yeah. He's, Dude, he's the man. He is so fucking funny in Best in Show. And he's really funny in this. He's probably the funniest part of 100%. this movie. And I'd never seen it before. And I, late last night, laid down on the couch and put my AirPods in, connected it to the Apple TV and watched it with headphones on 
and uh, man, it was cool. Uh, I didn't love it. I didn't think it was necessarily like super funny, but I re- I, I I like mockumentary stuff. I di- I dig the style. I mean, it sounds seems like these guys kind of pioneered that, like The Office yeah. type stuff. Yep. Um, and there was some really funny parts. Uh, the music was 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 pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's pretty cheesy. It was inter- it was inter- it was entertaining for sure. And there was a couple parts that I laughed out loud. I w- it wasn't like a rip roaring like I was laughing the whole time. But I don't think that's what it was meant to be. Like there's a little bit of story in there, a little bit of uh, you know. Yeah. Although although you never really, I guess they're trying to make you think that like they're not going to get back together or, or whatever it is, but you, you know, they are right. right? Yeah. But. Yeah. The st- story wasn't really exactly the point of this film. I, you know, we talked about it earlier. It was almost like 98% of it was completely ad libbed and they just kind of had guidelines and they just, whatever went with it. So, uh, it makes sense that there's not a lot of story. There's a scene where they go, the guy goes, most of your audience is young boys. And they're like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, blah blah blah, and they like do this whole thing on it, and it's it's never addressed again. I thought that was going to be like a big plot, plot line throughout. <laughs> yeah, but like it's just a bunch of like adolescent boys at all their shows. Well, there's a lot of deleted scenes that kind of affect some scenes. Like I don't know if you guys know the scene where they all have cold sores. I know uh-huh. the one the one yeah. guy has like a really vivid, like all, all, noticeable. I, cold all of sore. them have yeah. cold sores in that scene, and supposedly there's a, a deleted scenes where they had like a, a an all girl opening act. And allegedly, they they all hooked up and somehow got syphilis from all of them or whatever, or herpes or whatever herpes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think syphilis gives you cold sores. Okay, herpes, my bad. <laughs> syphilis source. I've avoided all of them, luckily, I think. Oh, so great. Um, well, thank you for joining us, uh, Zach. I'm here. And uh, we'll, see, we'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, now let's get into a little bit of Shag Snag Body Bag. Is it a one-night stand or do you hit it with a shovel or take it home to mom and dad? It's like fuck, marry or kill. It's Shag Snag Body Bag. Are we going to do it in the normal order this week or are we going to go backwards again? I know, that was weird. It That fucking freaked me out yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it was let's, a little weird. Let's go back to the norm. It's so freaking OCD. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Shag Snag body bag so let's uh let's start with the uh, shag and uh i'll mr uh keep it in order let's go ahead and start with you buddy dude i'm 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 shagging. shagging i'm shagging the guy with the beautiful mustache in uh best in show which you guys just recently told me is christopher guest what the beautiful mustache yeah the guy that has the hound dog in oh. uh you're in shagging, best in show. You are, you're shagging him in this movie or you're shagging you're just going off the rails i think he's the best in pa- best in I show. think he's the best okay. part of this movie i think he's the best part of best in show they said did 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 we hear that he is the six-fingered man in uh yes, in princess yes. bride bride yeah dude I love the guy. I had no idea he was Christopher Guest. I'm in. I'm all in on Christopher Guest. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know who his brother was? Uh, fucking Wilford Brimley. I have no idea. Have you seen a movie called Christmas Vacation? I have. 
the neighbor. Oh, really? <laughs> the, the athletic dude that's the with, one uh, with the, the, the with the lame film. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. I did not know this. That's Christopher Guest's brother, dude. That's I did awesome. not know that either. I didn't know he had a brother. Didn't know he was. Uh, yeah. In movies. Well, he is Fantastic. just spectacularly funny to me in a bunch of different stuff. I thought he was the funniest part of this movie, and uh, damn, he's great. I didn't realize it was Christopher Guest. I know the name, but I never really put the face on it, but man, yeah, he's, he's great. I mean, he was responsible for a, a bunch of mockumentaries after a plethora. this. plethora. Plethora. But he's also, <clears throat> as, as much as he does comedy, he's in A Few Good Men also. He's the, the, the first doctor that they there that's on the stand in a few good men as well. I mean he's funny, and, he's also yeah. a good actor. Fuck yeah. he's he's impressive. That's and that's a talented musician. Sure. Yeah. 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 Nigel Tufnell. Awesome. Brad, what are you shagging? My shag is I wanna see a whole lot more, and I think this guy needed his own movie. I wanna see more of Viv Savage, <laughs> who is the keyboardist. Mm. Badass keyboards. He's playing two keyboards most of the time at the same time. Uh, uh, when when uh, Nigel gets kicked out, like they're like, "Can you do Nigel's parts?" He's like, "Fuck it, yeah, I can get on the yep. keyboard. Like, I'm, I'm, I got, I got this." And he's also a psychopath. He he sounds like when they asked him <laughs> later on, like, "What would you be doing if you weren't in the band?" He's like, "Yeah, I'd, I'd be doing some crazy shit." Like, <laughs> Does I he... want to follow along what he's gonna do. And he also is into video games. He he had the whole little video game system. He was super stoked about computer that. magic. Yeah, he yeah. was he was stoked about that. So so Viv Savage, he's a very interesting looking man. He's he, a strange he person. He has one of the best quotes and like he barely <laughs> talks in the entire film. <laughs> he doesn't talk a lot. And what sucks is actually a couple of his scenes make me kind of hurt a little bit cuz the the fingers don't match what's going on. Yeah, like his yeah. keyboard playing's a little bit suspect. But at the very end, like they ask him what is your motto? <laughs> and, and and again it's a line I've used a million, million times. Have a good time all, all the time. time. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great fucking motto, dude. Have a good motto. time all the time. Yeah, Viv Savage needs his own movie. I want to yep. find out what, what Viv was doing post, uh, or actually pre, uh, probably pre uh, uh, Spinal Tap. I want to know what Viv Savage was up to. He's pretty good. He's pretty wild eyed in a couple of scenes where I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. His, his mouth is very crooked. Yeah. He's got this. Like, <laughs> his teeth are horrible. Mouth. Yeah. His teeth are awful. He's, he's an interesting dude. Yeah. All right, Nate. What do you got, buddy? Uh, mine, my shag's a tie. So I want, uh, I want the little snippet where they're doing the reviews. I just want to watch that scene over and over again. Yeah. But I actually think if I had to break the tie, it's got to be the album cover, because as we know, I just want to know what the glove smells like. But also, <laughs> it, I realize that they never show the album cover. And yeah, I have such a vivid image of it. And so all the conversation around it, it is a plot device, which if there is a plot, it's part of it. And they said um, if if it was you guys that were tied up and smelling the glove, it would be okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 It's all about how you spin it. Yeah. They said know? that they, they said that dude, that the dude that they're like all jealous of, they're like, oh, his album, he was the one tied up. He's the he victim. was the victim. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's brilliant. And that's, again, when they get into another great line, is yeah. there, there's a fine line be- between stupid and clever. Yeah. <laughs> Which is such yeah. a great fucking line. So, so I'll, I'll shag that album cover all day. Yeah. Nice. So that kind of goes into mine is, speaking of that line, is just a lifetime of quotes that I've used with my friends. And we've said a lot of them. I've used them in in various situations with the band, just in life in general. First of all, these go to 11 is an iconic line that is used not just in, I've seen it in actual like 
in other conversations, I don't have to be music. Like it's it's a this go to eleven is a term that's used a lot in other things that aren't just music. It seems like, and so. I've, I've already mentioned a few of them already. I have them all listed here, and we've gone over a lot of them, so I'm not going to go over them again. But armadillos in my trou- in our trousers, the, the, the boys are frightened. They're talking about the, the, a lot of our fans are the young boys. Right. You mentioned that earlier. They're frightened by us. We have armadillos in our trousers. Listen to the sustain. Go have a bite. It's, when he's doing the, the soft song, when he's playing the piano, it's in D minor, the, the saddest of all keys. He says it's a cross between Mozart and Bach. It's a mock. mock. It's, a yeah. mock. <laughs> it's a mock. Just so great. And there's just so many great quotes. And, and I, that's what I love about this film. He's it's not great. wrong either. D minor is the saddest key it's by saddest far. It's my favorite <laughs> key of all time. Great. Followed uh, by A minor. So let's go into our snags. Um, Brad, what, do, what are you going to snag from this film? My snag is, is just Christopher Guest, Harry Shearer, Michael McKeon. I mean, those three... As, as what they've put out, and I'm not even just going to the mockumentaries. I, I just want to go to their, their, their separate things. Like, So Christopher Guest, obviously Six Finger Man, he's been in a lot of acting look acting roles outside of, but he's also the, the, the main guy in all of the movies. Like, I mean, he's just great in all of his mockumentaries. Harry Shearer, a Simpsons legend. I mean, all so many voices that he has, he's, he's voiced. You've got Principal Skinner. He's, he does... Uh, uh, so many. So no, many. it's all the voices. I think he does all of them. He's got so many voices. I mean, Principal Skinner is like his most notable. He does the guy with the yellow voices. skin. I think he does, he does Principal Skinner, right? <laughs> he no. does do Principal Skinner. He's also he's been got, recently canceled for his apu. That was a problem. But also, Michael McKean was in a movie where it was also a problem that a white guy played an Indian man in uh, Short Circuit Two. But Michael McKean's great in that. Short Circuit 2. <laughs> bro, yeah. you haven't seen Short Circuit 2? No, bro. Where you been? Also, he, he's just in, still he's in trying short to finish Short Circuit 1. He's in Short Circuit 1 as well. <laughs> the the Indian guy that is, uh, that is a white guy playing Indian man. But I, I will think, say. I don't think I ever realized that was Michael McKean. That was back before. No, we, no, no. Michael McKean oh. is not the Indian man. Oh, okay. He's an Indian face. His I was going to say, that's uh, great acting, bro. God damn it. <laughs> nice research. So that, unprepared for all this shit. That, that Carl was, Reiner. <laughs> I wanted to say River Phoenix, it's not River, but it's something similar uh, to that. River, yeah, River Phoenix. No, it's not River Phoenix. It's uh, yeah. Fisher Stevens. When, Fisher Stevens. When River Stevens. Phoenix plays an Indian no, man. You fish in a river, right? <laughs> Teach a man to river. Nate, same, Nate same, same, he same, eats same. fish for a day. Let's dig Let's dig him out of this hole. What, what do you want? No, no, no. no, no I, 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 I got oh. to make a better point. <laughs> I'm going to edit the fuck of this. Were you going to name Don't some more people in The Simpsons? Please keep some of it. Please keep <laughs> Michael McKeon is great in Short Circuit 2, but he's also brilliant. If you've not watched Better Call Saul, for all you uh, Breaking Bad fans out there, Michael McKeon just destroys the first few seasons. And yeah, he's great in it. Oh, Fantastic. just a legend. Is he the brother? Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, he's yes. great. Yep. Yes, he is. Uh, uh, it's it's so just so wonderful to see all these guys having great careers. They're funny as hell. They're talented musicians, but they're also just badasses, and they've all ventured off into other things. They can be successful together. They can be sex- successful on their own. That's fucking awesome. Love it. Nate, what are you going to snag? Do You're I, looking at me like you... Do I have to? You don't have oh, to. Son of a um, I'm, uh, I'm going to snag Rob Reiner. So, you know, this kick in this, you know, his first, like, major film, right? Son of Carl. 
So Rob Reiner's son is Carl. I don't. I, I, I'm. Confused I, I don't too. know who Rob Reiner's son is. Anyway, so <laughs> Rob Reiner, who he kicks off this ten year run. I mean, he's a guy that came from nothing, right? I mean, he's you know had no background in Hollywood. He's <laughs> pulled himself up by his bootstraps. <laughs> Real rags to riches story. <laughs> so Rob Reiner. Uh, so uh this kicks off like a 10-year run right this is his first major film and he the both the diversity of we talked about this earlier the diversity of movies and also just the like hit rate i mean he's just he kills he, he's so good and he's great in this as an actor too right he's really funny he's, he's great in other things as an actor but as a director like he he's just his films for that stretch of time are as Un, you know, they they go up against anybody. I always, for some reason, I thought that he directed um, uh, Sleepless in Seattle, but he was just an actor. He's in just it. an actor. In yeah. It, yeah, which and so you can you always forget. Oh, he's an actor too. Yeah, because he became just this director because he had so many amazing films in right. a row, and you forget. Oh yeah, this guy's a working actor as well. Yeah, and he's got a ton of credits. Yeah, even after he started directing. So. Um. I'm going to jump in and snag the the production of the older songs, the catalog, when they start doing the flashbacks and showing the from the 50s and the 60s. Give me some money. money. Like, they're like totally look like the Beatles or, or whatever on black and white. And they just got the haircuts and they're all clean shaven and total cheese ball. And then the 60s, the listen to the flower listen people sing. The flower people. And they got the kaleidoscope effect going around Nigel as he's doing the, the sitar solo and shit. And just the, the, the detail that they went into to making those so accurate and so fucking funny. Even though the songs aren't necessarily funny, they're funny because they're just so cheesy and perfect to the, the time. It, I thought it, the it, Give Me Some Money song is like, to, like I didn't know they were going to say money, right? Like they're, the entire lead up to the, until they say the word money is like, it's a very sexual song. Yeah. Until they're like, give me some money. And I'm like, what? Where did that come yeah. from? I just love that there's no band that would go from that to Flower People to Metal. Like I, I don't think there's like any band that's had that. That type of career, but you it's, know, it's it a pretty fun. crazy arc. But oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, he, and so there's a, a subtle thing they're talking about, like when he's in their one hotel room, and says, "Hey, there's something playing in the other room. You need to listen to your past." And that song is called "Cups and Cakes," which is really fucking weird and really <laughs> not Spinal Tap at all. And and that's actually I think on the album that they released for this movie. Um, yeah, "Cups and Cakes." Oh, what good things mommy makes. It's like, it's a fucking weird little song. So, yeah. Uh, if you're into incest. So, I'm. <laughs> what? Wow. Is that the same thing? Cups and cakes with mommy? Bro. Am I wrong? Had, Jesus. You, you, too much into that? You've been watching too much to the uh, House of the Dragon, buddy. Dude, what, are, what, what, what other. Uh... What other ink blots are you going to spout uh, out yeah. some uh, you know, dark House shit? House of Dragons has got me all fucked up. <laughs> So I'm so I'm gonna snag uh, something that may hit home with with Scott. I'm just gonna snag aging musicians. It's like my favorite, all of my fucking. I and I, that was a dig at Scott, and I and I apologize. But <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. That's up. <laughs> no, but honestly though, go fuck yourself. I bro. was just trying to. I'm trying to fucking joke with you, bro. But no, for real. I, all of my favorite dudes are all like old now and they're doing all these 
awesome reunion shows. They're coming through on like smaller bills that I can actually go see. And uh, that's weird. That's weird because you're still 19. I know. Uh, I know. I know. They're like these guys are like 26, 27, and they're (laughs) fucking you know aging out of rock and roll. No, but seriously though, I I love the. the kind of way that, that that this movie deals with these guys realizing that maybe they're not the hottest thing in town, and uh, it's it's really interesting because I think I think that maybe that that happens to people and and it takes them a long time to realize that that's that that's what's happening, but dude, I fucking I'm just I'm digging all of my favorite dudes that I liked when I was 18 and now I'm almost 40 and now they're all you know coming through they're doing all these you know anniversary shows of these albums that came out when I was young and like it's just it's a cool time to be to be you know middle aged <laughs> old it's cool it's a cool fucking time to be old so speaking of aging musicians scotchbeck.com um, check me out shirts yeah, lyrics. Shirts. Nice. Is there good. lyrics there? Yeah, there I got some. I think I got some lyrics on there. Preparation so. H. Yeah. <laughs> Depends. <laughs> For when you shit yourself listening to his album because it's so good. Yeah. That's it's not has nothing to do with being old. No. Uh, good time. <laughs> it just has to do with loss of sphincter control. <laughs> so I seriously doubt that there's any body bags because this is such a great movie. But mm. I guess we'll go through the motions and, and we'll go around and see if there are any body bags. Okay, silent. Okay, great. Let's I'm, move on. I've got a huge body bag for okay. this movie. Start it. I paid fourteen ninety nine and now own Spinal Tap because <laughs> oh. it was not available on any Scotch fucking stream. Scotch offered you the DVD. I, I told you you could have it. I waited until ten thirty last night to watch the movie, dude, and I didn't have time to drive to Scott's house, so I was like, I "Fuck, I have too. to watch it." I don't own a DVD player, so I don't know what I. Would I will say the 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 when you put the DVD in and it closes, there's just a beautiful little description. Like they start talking to each other about like the whole menu on the screen. Uh-huh. It's wonderful. So it was wonderful. I, I'm going to jump in because you were about to step on my body bag a little bit. Oh, shit. So my body bag is streaming because oh. the days of DVD commentary and bonus features are fucking done, man. It's truth. And I could see how the DVD commentary on this would be pretty dope. It, so I just as like- As soon as you put the DVD in, it's yeah, awesome. It, it, yeah. So it's completely black. There's nothing. And then here they, <laughs> here's their voices. Oh. Oh, how black can it be? You know, like talking about the album. Yeah. I can it's see like, myself. Oh my in god, both this sides. is amazing! It's so <laughs> great. Oh, this is perfect. All of a sudden, like the, the logo starts floating across the screen. Like, oh, that's great. Also, and but it goes too far away. Like, no, stop, stop, nope, stop. And then it's too far. And so, so they're just totally riffing and, and the in character, and it's so great. And it has like fuck it, like a couple minutes of them just going yeah. Back they, and they're, forth. they're talking about like the scene selection. It's like, well, why would we talk about it if you've already seen it? And he's like, no, yeah, no, it's the scene select. You can select a scene from the movie. Oh, what movie? Could, could you watch? Could you watch an action movie? It's like so no. great, and so and you can go through and you can and and they have commentary over the whole thing. And like a lot of people don't even know what commentary is over, right. over films anymore. Did you just? He dropped into an English accent there for a second. He did. I loved it. Yeah. He went Brit. Maybe Irish. I don't know. <laughs> so believe it or not, I. Well, I was going to say I don't have a body bag, but as I do sometimes, I'm going to body bag myself on this one. Oh, uh, good choice. Um, which is... Uh, Stay there. I, I just... <laughs> like I, You do so. I believe that this is a great movie, and like I believe that I th- should think it's funnier. And maybe I need to watch it a few more times. Like Dave kind of made this point um, when uh, in the future he uh, talked about it. <laughs> so... <laughs> I love that, Dave. I just... 
I don't like it when I when there's a movie that like it, Every, you know, everybody there, else there, likes. Well, that there you are don't. certain movies Agreed. that I know that like it's just not my thing, right. and and this sort of fits that in a way. But I also I think there are things like it that I do end up liking. And, and so I, I think in this case, I, I either haven't given it enough time or I'm just too, too dumb to, no, to get it. it, it it's not May, a good feeling. I, I, I totally agree with you, but fuck the American office. It, <laughs> it leaves you, it leaves you. And I, I got left with a feeling of like, man, so many people love this movie. Like I have to be missing something. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. I obviously haven't done this right. Yeah. And the stops of the hell of a drug. We will admit it. Yes. Yeah. It, Honestly, I don't even know if more watches would help or not. But because I've seen it a tons of times and have so many of my friends that love it too, that you get caught up in yeah. the exchange. And, no, I, and I, I get that about certain movies. Yeah. If you watch the movie with just thinking about as a movie, it might not hold up. But if you think about like, okay, this is a bunch of talented people who are ad-libbing and improvising and they're also like they created the songs themselves like if you like take all that in it's like that kind of adds a little bit to it where it's just like you know what these are talented folks doing some some really ridiculous shit and and it's not going to be your typical movie but it's i don't know i think it's kind of genius you've seen best in show oh 100 percent. you think it's funnier than this movie I think objectively, oh, Best in Show is funnier than this movie. I'm not saying it's better. I'm not going to argue with that at all. I'm saying it has the, more. Laughs. The fact that it chooses yeah. such a wild topic to have a movie about—that's that's what I love about. It. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes it so much yeah. more interesting. Because like, I'm like, yes, this is how people are at dog shows. I have no clue how people are at dog shows, but I bet this is how <laughs> they are. The, the, the thing that so getting into that those movies, Best in Show has way more main characters right. that you love and that are funny that have great scenes together. This is literally just the guys in Spinal Tap are the best part of this movie. Right. Other than Fred Willard, who we haven't talked about at all, oh, which man. I fucking love me some Fred Willard, who's also in a lot of these other movies. Yes, the announcer. Fred Willard is show. he has such a small part in this, which is such a bummer. He's the Air Force yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah. And um, spinal tarp with it with his shaggy hair. <laughs> yeah, my hair's getting a little shaggy. Don't get too close. But I think I'm in the band. <laughs> He's so great. Uh, but yeah, so I could totally see why you would like that movie more because there's more characters to love. And so uh, I get it. You're wrong, but whatever. So my, so my body bag is I think the scene that stands out the most to me as being like a slapstick skit is the metal detector scene. Where he goes through <laughs> and he pulls out the cucumber that's been and like he goes through it a bunch of times. It just feels so out of place because I, I think one, there's just not a whole lot of talking. And this movie is so based on like their conversations and the talking, like uh -huh. carries the the comedy. This is just a straight slapstick bit. Oh yeah, he's got the big fucking cucumber in his in his pants. So armadillo. I, mm -hmm. I thought for sure he was gonna have like piercings in his dick, right? <laughs> I did not expect that. Oh yeah, I was like, oh, he's got like a bunch of piercings they, in his they, dick. They, in his they balls. show it in the concert before, where like the, right. after he's talked about I the armadillos, that. and it's like, I mean, it's way they down do his leg. Close ups like, on all their crotches. Yeah, you're like, okay, yeah. something is going on there, and then it just, it's just like, it's very much like a, a SNL skit or something. It's like, it just seems out of place. And it's not based on anything except just like, ha, 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 he's got a cucumber in his pants. Which I think so much more of the humor is so subtle and, like, fun. That one just stands out to me. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, anybody else got anything you want to shit on? My favorite movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs>
No, I, I, I legit didn't think it was bad. I just, I just, fuck, man. I, I had trouble getting to the laughs, and when the laughs were there, it was funny. But it was just there's a lot of there was a lot of dead air in between. No problem. That's my only issue. It's not. It's not personal. We just don't like you, Scott. That's fair enough. I like Scott a lot. So uh, this let's, movie, uh, not so much. Let's move into uh, some streaming recommendations. Crackle Pluto, HBO, find anime on Crunchyroll. Peacock, Hulu, Disney, Netflix, Tubi, Sling TV. What the fuck is Pluto? I'm sure it'll cause a sensation. It's a streaming recommendation. What is Fubo? Um, according. To it's some a clothing clothes, it's brand actually by like, Puff no, Daddy. No, it's 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 a very common app. It's on my TV. I, I just saw it recently on my TV. I was like, oh shit, I have Fubo. I've never clicked on the app before, but it's on my smart TV. So my TV is smart enough to know what Fubo is. Oh really? I, whatever that fucking means. Are you smart enough to use Fubo? I have not used Fubo. I can't imagine that Fubo is like super complicated to use. <laughs> <laughs> No one can figure it out. That's why they've never actually opened it. I love Fubo, uh, but their AI is just fucking not very intuitive. Um, Streaming recommendations. Uh, Nate, you got something. Yeah, I mean, I, this feels on the nose. Yeah, tell us what to watch that's good almost, other than this. Almost Famous. Oh. So, I mean, you know, if we're talking about kind of rock stars of this kind of this era doing their rock star thing, um, for me, there's, I mean, Almost Famous is a top 10 movie for me. There's no better movie about music. There's no better movie about rock stars, and uh, it's yeah, I it's it's streaming on Stars. If you want to go back, watch it once you watch it. If you haven't, go back and listen to our episode on it, which mm-hmm. uh, which you'll find fairly early in the pod's history. It's a great one. Uh, so yeah, Stars. Yeah. You're not going to get any argument about that movie. That is just one of the best ever. I, I got to go with, uh, the, you know, I've mentioned it several times now, but I got to go with Best in Show. I think that it is, you know, the same style and the same people, and fuck, it's great. Yeah, so my streaming recommendation, um, I got to give a shout out to uh, Mark Christopher Lawrence. We had him on when we talked about the uh, Terminator 2 podcast. There was a little bit of a, uh, you know, uh, a producer malfunction during that episode. <laughs> a little? Yeah. I mean, I think we fired that producer, so... Uh, glad we got rid of them because we missed out on a whole conversation about Fear of a Black Hat, which is 1994. It was a uh, uh, essentially a, a gangster rap version of Spinal Tap, mm-hmm. and it's it's a classic. They they mimic all sorts of types of uh, of pop songs, uh, CNC Music Factory, PM Dawn, um, Ice T. Like there's just so many like of of the genre of that era that they make fun of, and it's it's a classic. You got to check it out. I will say to get MCL some uh, some money, you know, check it out on Showtime. It's available on Showtime. Um, if you're broke, you know, maybe go to YouTube. Uh, you might find a, a version of it that's full. You're gonna uncut. get us kicked off no, fucking Facebook, game, bro. On Facebook. Remember last time when we were like, go to fucking YouTube and stream this movie illegally? Oh, no, we put a Dogma. link. Dogma. I'm, I'm not throwing any links out. I'm saying this is available on Showtime, legitimately. I'm yeah. just saying if you if you're broke, you know. Maybe go to YouTube. I'm I'm just saying, like, it might be there. I didn't say it was. <laughs> it might be. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we definitely, uh, we already discussed a few of these, but if you love this movie and you, you like Christopher Guest and the whole cast of characters, and, and Zach already mentioned uh, Best in Show, there's a couple others that are fantastic. And A Mighty Wind is one of them. Amazing movie. Has some really great music in it. 
another one that pe- a lot of people don't know about is Waiting for Guffman. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite films uh, in this genre. It's really weird. A small town. They they have a, a ses- sesquicentennial <laughs> <laughs> celebration they're doing. They put on this play. The music is absolutely ridiculous. Parker Posey's in it. The, Christopher Guest is everybody's off the in hook. It. Christopher Guest is a character named Corky and is fucking hilarious. <laughs> so it's 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 one of those. But Nate is going to hate it because he doesn't like these type of movies. I'm not going to hate it because I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and then so a couple of real quick ones that that is on those movies are like on Apple on HBO Max and you can find them everywhere. You got um, for them? Uh, Apple is a rent. And then HBO Max, you probably have to have HBO, I'm guessing. I don't know. Just like Showtime. All right, you want something free? Okay. Drunk Stoned Brilliant Dead, which is the documentary about the National Lampoon. Yeah. Which is a really fascinating documentary about how that whole thing came up. And um, so one of the guys we didn't really talk about was Tony Hendra, who was the... uh, the manager, the road manager of the band, Ian Ian Faith, was the character. So Tony Hendra was a, one of the writers with uh, National Lampoon, and then Christopher Guest with that. You know, and I just I thought it was really interesting that how they kind of intersect all all the comedy styles and everything like that. This is kind of where it started from was National Lampoon. It's a really good documentary, and it's on Canopy for free. Canopy, and it's on Fubo. I will say Tony Hendra. The the weirdest thing that I saw in like when I was doing some research was that he says he almost killed himself. He like tried to commit suicide the night before they started filming uh, Spinal Tap, and then once he started filming some Spinal Tap, it was just like so so much just positive energy and like great things. He was like, I, I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm good. I'm in a good place now. And like that became his kind of therapy. That like he got through that and was like. Nah, I'm I'm ready to keep living. So yeah, and he, he lived a long life. What do you think that. about that, Nate? I'm all for uh, you know thera- therapeutic uh, mockumentaries. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah, it's a new thing. It's called mockumentary therapy. Yeah, there's a there, you can check yourself into a uh, a facility actually yeah. I think, where you just watch you just watch The Office and fucking Spinal Tap, Spinal and tap shit and over and over again. Best in show. Just yeah, that's all you do really. So I, I don't know how the hell we're going to do this, but I'm, I'm curious. Uh, we're going to go into a little segment we like to call uh, alternate endings or reshelf. Like, do you want to put it in another genre, another type of uh, movie? Um, and uh, that's what we're going to go into now. No jet watch for Maverick, Mexico on that goose stick. Iceberg list Titanic, Leo's drawing that nude shit. Jim fucks Nadia like we all thought he should. Ricky and Doughboy get the fuck out the hood. Luke hooks up with Leia just like he's intending. It's time for a reshelf and alternate endings. Yes. My favorite part of that song is the very end. The like... <laughs> I just said, do, do, do we pay that guy? Or do, like, do we have to give him like drugs or what do we do? He's getting residuals. He gets residuals? Yeah. I thought we just gave him like some some blow and he was like good. That's just how we made the song so good. Oh, damn. You let, uh, you let me host. <laughs> So That's part uh, of the deal. <laughs> this is a weird movie to it, alternate. It's in. weird because it's a mockumentary, and um, but I'm curious. To see. I I got nothing. Well, think, so I think so. we go till dawn, right? The obvious is, but it's a, <laughs> it's still the mockumentary. It's it, they're vampires. 
looking around. Like, I don't know what he's looking at. He's, he's looking, looking for, for vampires. vampires. We're looking at you, bro. They're vampires, <laughs> right? But everybody plays it real straight. Like, obviously, they're a rock band of vampires. So I will say the one mockumentary we have not mentioned yet is what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows, shadows. <laughs> as a movie and a TV show, it's mockumentary, and I can't believe we haven't talked about that yet because that Damn is it. classic. But yeah, I mean, if you mixed the uh, what we do in the shadows with a Spinal Tap, it's a perfect meld. Like uh, it Spinal would be, Tap till dawn. There you go. Oh, see, that's that is perfect. Uh, it's actually pretty on the nose. So, so if we make hundred percent, hundred percent. Oh, that's so good. Um, and another thing that. We we've talked about a lot is alternate song, and I mean, how are you going to change any of these songs? How how are you going to make it better? Can uh, we? Because these songs are pretty great. Sex- I mean, this, the songs are pretty good. The Sex Farm song, Sex Farm, is fucking good. The Big Bottom song is good. Pulling out my pitchfork and poking your hay <laughs> is one of the lyrics from Sex Farm. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, so good. I don't, I don't, I don't really have an alternate, uh, an alternate song to end this one. I, uh, I dug it, but I don't know what we could put at the end that just would make it hit even harder. Um, yeah, I, I you, you got to go with their songs. It's hard to to change any of that. I will yeah. say alternate endings like we could have had something different. I mean, involving especially uh, uh, David St. Hubbins, like his his girlfriend. Maybe something happens to her because, like, she's kind of the most the, the character that you're rooting against. I think the most. She's kind of the Yoko Ono of the whole hundred percent. And yeah. like, yeah, they don't really resolve that whatsoever. He just kind of gets invited back into the band, and and Nigel's back in, and it's like, okay, we're you going think to Japan. she's you think she's Yoko ish? Yeah, she's oh, yeah. 100% I find Yoko. her. I get what you're saying, but I find her like not super abrasive or offensive at all. Like, she doesn't really do anything she basically besides takes over being for present she says i'm gonna take over for ian like i'm gonna be your co-manager like i mean yeah i get where she she's re- going she wants with to record that. the album in dublin in dublin so, 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 <laughs> which i will say as far as an acting scene the way that is acted in that little diner the way that christopher guest like reacts to it and then like it's like he realizes what she says and then he's like immediately looks at her like Oh fuck, bitch! Like, I know what I got I, you now. You. <laughs> and then he he throws the first jab, and it goes off, and then like oh, blah, blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, later with later, he brings that back in. Uh, but it's was, almost but he almost brings it up like a little kid that like maybe they didn't hear what I said. Maybe they <laughs> so didn't. He, maybe they didn't hear that I was making fun of that. She said he double. drops it again. <laughs> yeah, it is great. So, so this isn't an alternate ending exactly, but it's maybe it's an alternate forecasting. Because, of course, we talked about the fact that Spinal Tap 2 is online. I don't know what that's going to be. But what I hope to God it is, because, you know, one of the weird things about this is that they kind of have this strange transformation from, like, a, you know, 60s kind of, like, you know, uh, British invasion, like, Beatles, early Beatles look to this, you know, crazy metal. I want to see, like, in spin- a lot of throwbacks in Spinal Tap 2 to them adopting different eras. So, like, I want to see yes. Spinal Tap as a grunge band. <laughs> <laughs> and then I want to see him as like a boy band, like an in sync type band at the, yes. in the in the later nineties. Maybe some K pop, some K. They're uh, trying to bring a rapper into like their their group. Like that would be kind of like funny. Like, like yeah, like rap country at some point. <laughs> and then like they finally they like they they have it. They, they one of them is like a DJ, and they do like super auto tuned shit. <laughs> and then like the the so the 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 Spinal Tap two is really them like trying to transition out of that and like 
having a real, the, reawakening of the original. Yeah, I actually yeah, love that, and I bet you those guys could write some funny ass songs oh, that, of all, with all those different genres. Yeah. But can you imagine them like as a grunge, and they've got like they are all wearing flannels, <laughs> <laughs> which looking at their their the career arc that they would hundred percent totally do like, absolutely without yes. any shame whatsoever because they oh, went yeah. from. From Beatles style, like 1960s right. stuff, to even before Flower that, Child, yeah, to folk stuff. I mean, yeah. yeah, they've been all through all the genres. Right. They they don't care. We like, got to see that. Whatever's gonna make them money. Well, because because like they were straight up a hair band, and they yeah. would have gotten destroyed by Nirvana when they came yeah. out, and they'd have to adapt. One yeah, of the funny gosh. things, and Scott, you tell me what you think, is that they're billed as this heavy metal band, and then like the first couple songs that you hear and play are not <laughs> metal at all. I think that's part of the joke, right? Is I it? Because <laughs> I was like, man, this is like some some soft metal i mean tonight tonight, tonight i'm gonna rock you tonight sounds very much like a, a kiss song it's it's yeah. very yeah kiss yeah. I'd, say it's, like, I'd say it's more like late it's like more like rock like like, like classic rock yeah than yeah metal yeah. i mean i don't know that they're ever really metal i mean hell hell hole yeah it's not exactly the 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 heaviest of metals but it's <laughs> it's about a hell hole that's where he lives it's uh, whatever well, I, I i do have to give a, a real quick props to one more mockumentarist that uh maybe people don't know of chris Lilly. he's a comedian from new zealand oh my god oh, brad angry he's, boys summer heights high Some summer heights this- high is so fucking funny. Dude. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's all mockumentary style, and he plays uh, a lot of the characters. And if you want to check out something that's, it's it's very much Spinal Tap adjacent. He plays like a high school girl. <laughs> he plays a high school boy. A rapper. <laughs> he plays the drama teacher. He plays, and dude, he's so fucking funny. But you know, they did a follow up uh, of Jamee. And man, we tried to get into it. We watched a couple episodes, yeah, and it was not funny, dude. It was yeah. not funny. But God, Summer Heights High is really good. You guys should watch it on HBO. I, 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 Angry Boys is what stood out to me first. I, I liked Angry Boys a bunch, so it's it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, it's got that whole mockumentary feel. So love it. Something and awesome New Zealand accents, which just <laughs> exactly. fucking floor me. And an, a, a forty-year-old man playing high uh, school girls. like a fourteen-year-old girl, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and like somewhat convincingly at certain times. And then there's like other high school boys that are like trying to date her, and they're like, "Dude, it's it so is awkward. so funny." I've seen a lot of clips because your brother loves that show. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah. my brother would have punched me if I if I didn't mention yep, that. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, so thank you guys so much. Uh, I think that wraps it up. I think we've uh, gone through everything. Are, are we drafting next? And uh, we next week we are going to be drafting a very controversial topic in a lot of ways because nobody understood what we were talking about. We had to exchange texts and say, "Wait, this uh, musicals? What? No." So it's simple: most memorable original song performed in a movie. So non-musical, non-musical, but it has to be performed. You're saying so it can't just play over the top. Like, right. Somebody in the movie has to play the song performed by a character in a movie. The, the whole point, yes. uh, whole point of the fucking category was we did spinal tap. We just talked about it and they perform songs. They perform their songs. They wrote the songs for the movie. So I want original songs like in a movie that was made for the movie. No covers, no musicals. So no singing of the dialogues, no nothing. So it's so like heart will go on qualifies, right, for Titanic? No. That's like top Son of number a... one? No. Unless Leo sings it? No, sir. So tune in next week for more conversations like this where we, fucking <laughs> where we argue over the draft the category. So anyway, so 
Uh, thank you guys so much. Hey, for, Scotch. Yeah. I will always love you. It's a yeah. fucking cover. Dolly Parton wrote that shit. <laughs> you s- see? Okay. Hey, hey, so hey, Scotch, blame Canada. <laughs> Can we look that up? Did Dolly Parton write it? <laughs> Dolly hey, Parton hey, may have covered you know, it also. Fun, fun fact is uh, my great uncle wrote a bunch of, uh, I think he wrote, he produced a bunch of Dolly Parton songs. Really? Hmm. Yeah, I tried to call her and play that card to see if she'd come on the podcast. Didn't work. We're doing nine to five, Wait, Dolly. What, you what is she come doing on? besides this? She's besides like a billionaire, podcast? bro. Yeah. She's literally like one Just of the richest like, people I think in Tennessee. She's bathing in money. Yeah. Dolly Parton? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Ah, good times. That has been This is Spinal Tap. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Start